0: What's up, Brandy Experts? Eric here at EVEC Design and welcome to On Branding Podcast. And my guest today is Jim Everhart. And Jim is a freelance strategist and writer who works with corporations and agencies to help them develop marketing communication tactics and campaigns. So he spent more than four decades in the marketing industry and most of it at Godfrey Advertising, which is one of the largest B2B marketing agencies in the United States. And so today... We're gonna talk about Jim's new book, Brand Vision, which I have right here. So the title is Brand Vision: The Clear Line of Sight, Aligning Business Strategy and Marketing Tactics. Hello, Jim. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. So, in this this book is basically for marketers and corporate executives alike, right? So, yes. so in this book, you basically show us how to align marketing with the overall business strategy, right? And business objectives. So just for our listeners, just to understand what we are talking about here. So, you know, problems like how to make aesthetic decisions when it comes to branding, the color, graphics, the typography, but also what marketing tactics should we use? Should we, uh, you know, make videos? Should we run uh, Facebook ads or maybe start a blog, print out brochures and do a trade show and so on? And if you write emails, for example, w- what our emails uh, should say, what our websites should say. So how to be more strategic with the messaging, right? Yes. And also other things like how to plan and then justify the budget for our marketing. is right. So I just wanted you to start off with a simple question. What strategy really is? Because, you know, people show this, as you said in your, in your book, people show this term around to describe different things. So w- what does it mean to you?
1: To me, it means, you know, basically it's an expression of who the company really is. That's the important thing for me. And that's why it's so important for the creative team to have this information because they they have a better sense of of the company that they're trying to describe. And, you know, the more we nail that down, the better the creative is going to be.
0: Right. So some of my takeaways from this part. So, um, Strategy, basically, to many people, it, it means that we just have a thought out plan for doing something, right? Yeah. But uh, as you described in your book, the problem is that, you know, when we think about marketing strategy, we usually think about tactics, which is not strategy, right? Like, right. should we use Facebook or Instagram, you know, sh- should we uh, uh, run like pay per click ads or use SEO, for example, start a blog and stuff like that. So, so these are tactics as you point out in your book. So things like social media, PR, email, these are not strategies. So strategy yes. is the spirit behind all of this. So it needs to be like a, an overall strategy behind all of, you know, all of this communication. So it needs to be linked to each other. It needs to work together. Right? So, so basically in your book, you say that strategy basically answers the question, who are you as a company? So it's basically your core purpose and positioning. So for the, for example, I just wanted you to talk about a little bit about those three main positioning strategies that you described in your book. And by the way, as you guys can see, there is like a triangle, like a pyramid on on the cover of the book. This is because Jim includes a lot of exercises in the book, which are basically, they, they look like a pyramid, right? So Jim, can you describe a little bit those positioning strategies? Basically, this is just
1: an approach based on, you know, some of the big brain gurus of strategy. But what you really think about is there's really only about three essentially different ways a company can can succeed and make money and be profitable and and have mm-hmm. long term build long term competitive advantage, one is product leadership or technology leadership, and that's really you know it's a good illustration like we would think of Apple or somebody like that in the past. A lot of the examples use Sony you know when they were in their heyday, and this is about a company that doesn't have to but continually reinvents its state of the art equipment maybe makes its own equipment and its own products obsolete, but it focuses totally on improving and advancing the technology. And then there's customer intimacy, which is, you know, you tend to think about like a company that builds its entire offering around, how can I help you as an individual company? How can I help you as a customer uh, achieve your objectives? And so there's not as much. It's totally wrapping your own company around, you know, your customer's effort. They use example of UPS and its logistics kind of logistics offering. And then the last one is operational excellence. And here you tend to think of Walmart or maybe Amazon mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. being a company that really just absolutely, you know, gets its, its processes ironed out to achieve either extremely low price, and that's the most, the most obvious example, or you could use like maybe a chemical company might use operational excellence to drive, you know, extreme product purity, like, you know, absolutely executing just time after time, delivering exactly the same chemical with exactly the same composition mm-hmm. and exactly the same and that so that might not necessarily be the lowest price, but it's it's the product of of operational excellence.
0: So th- these are those three main positioning strategies, right? And just yes. for you guys, there is an illustration, for example, I believe it's on the page twenty. It's right it's right here, for example. I'm not sure if you guys can see. It's on page twenty eight, but in, in the book, you, you give us a lot of examples. So this is really helpful to understand the concepts right so just to sum up for our listeners as you mentioned you know and you have the whole se- section about this in the book ob- about those positioning strategies because that's where everything starts right so we decide on those we we brainstorm with the team or with our client and uh, you actually you know walk us through step by step how to do it what are some of the problems that you encountered with you know a consulting people and how to uh, go about that but just to sum up so Three main positioning strategies. First, it could be a, a product or technology leadership like Apple. Another example would be probably BMW in ex- sport cars, right? Uh, or, yeah. the, or as you mentioned, Sony in, 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 in back in the second would be customer affinity like UPS, for example, and, and the third would be operational excellence. Like Walmart when it comes to price or like Amazon when it comes to maybe, I don't know, maybe it's not the lowest price, but. They are, they definitely excel in operational excellence, right? So now let's talk about the second part, which is, which is super important as well, which is about knowing our audience, right? So in order to, as I mentioned before, in order to write a, you know proper messaging and, and communicate effectively, we, we really need to know wh- who they are, what kind of benefits they, they would uh, they would relate to like so and there are different ty- types of audiences as well. So can you talk to us a bit about this? What what, what are the, some of the most uh, important considerations when it co- comes to defining our audience?
1: Well, sure. I mean, I think one of the things that we tend to forget is that at, at times we're overwhelmed by this. You know, especially when you're dealing business to business, you, people get overwhelmed by the the buying team and the fact that there might be like. Five, ten, even fifteen people or more, and when you're talking about healthcare, you need to meet the buying committee in a small you a know, minor league baseball stadium. There are just so many people involved. and the first thing we need to think about is the fact that while there may be lots of people involved, there may only be one or two decision makers and mm-hmm. uh, and that's so that's really important to know and understand who the decision makers are and to make sure they're equipped with what they need to make to, to drive the process forward. The second thing is that the other people don't, maybe don't need all the information that the decision maker needs, but they might need something specialized like an IT director. We'd want to make sure that we understood that they get the information they need about the protocols, that your product is compatible with things like that what communications it it needs to to work in a in whatever whether it's a factory environment especially a factory environment but any kind of you know other it landscape and and then the third thing is that we need to to understand where somebody fits in the overall what would you call it marketing landscape i guess like for instance are they an original equipment manufacturer, like, you know, a company that, that, that manufactures products? Or are they a distributor or are they, are they some other partner of your company? And, you know, it, it depends a lot, you know, or are they an end user, for instance? And the difference, especially between an end user and an, and an original equipment manufacturer, and we we'll use a car example, Uh, A car manufacturer, you know, the the design engineer there is worried about like, is it lightweight? Is it going to be, is it going to fit in, you know, how's it going to fit into my manufacturing process? Whereas the end user is going to wonder, you know, is it comfortable? You're talking about a car seat or something like that. Mm -hmm. Is it comfortable? Is it going to wear well? Is this a look good? Those things like that. So it depends who you're talking to and it helps to know. The person's position in the marketing mix that helps you understand a lot about who you need. To, right. you, you, how you need a message to them.
0: Right, and you really break it down. Like you really go into deep into your book because, just as you mentioned, so there are different audiences as as with this car manufacturer, right? So this there's end user and other audiences in between. But really, so you break it down all the possible scenarios and and types of audiences. But what we really need to remember, my takeaways from this part is to just create personas, right? So we need to identify those people and then create personas for them so that we, we can dive deeper and we can understand, you know, this audience, what resonates with them, what kind of benefits, how we can connect with them what should we say on our website in our emails emails and so on right okay so since we discussed the, this i think the, the next one is super interesting when it, when it comes to our audience which are usually designers creatives but also entrepreneurs because the next pa- uh, part is about the creative right so the messaging but also the design right uh, the, the graphics yes. so and here you said quote great creative begins with great strategy period no matter how fun or cool the creative is if it's not on strategy it's useless and i couldn't agree more with this quote so can you talk to us ab- about creative sure sure i mean I, and, and that's where i
1: said in a lot of ways it, i felt like at first i felt like a trader saying okay yeah boy you know your design has to ha- has to follow the strategy but but what you realize is that Marketing and design become marginalized if they're not really advancing business uh, objectives. If you're mm-hmm. really not helping the, the the company to succeed, you might have a beautiful thing. It might even a win awards. It might be great. But if it doesn't help the company succeed, I mean, you could, you know, it's funny. I was thinking as we were talking about even the strategy, you know, talked about following the strategy. If you have a product excellence company, and you might have a great thing about how to how to emphasize price, but and it might be beautiful, it might be great, but it could in actually undermine the positioning and and really hurt the company going forward. And yeah. and so yeah. you know, in fact, the better it is, the the more it hurts. So that is it's really important. And and I think. The creatives I know, the really, really good creatives I know, I always do a really, really – they love good direction. They love definitive things. I mean, one of the things that's happened in my career over the years is an account manager would come back with something and say, oh, geez, you know, they'd have this kind of nebulous thing. And, and as a creative director, when I was functioning as a creative director in those sense, I would never let that through because – I've seen creative groups, you know, they'll, they'll, they're going to focus on something. And as soon as they get into it, they're going to say, well, what's that mean? How am I supposed to work with that? And they would spin and churn on that. And it, it was not beneficial for the end result. Mm-hmm. And so that the more definitive, the more clearly you state something, the better it's going to be for the creative people and, and a good creative team will we'll be, we'll be so thankful and will be off and running as soon as, you know, there's just so much waste of time when, you know, or trying to be cute or trying to finesse something or trying mm-hmm. to, you know, not not be clear. And I am, uh, over the years, I've learned the hard way. Clarity is everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Clarity is simplicity. Your design cannot get in the way of, 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 you know, what you're trying to convey. Right. And, and your message. So those things definitely they need to work together. So, okay. And then you talk about the story developing your story. And then again, you know, on page 84, I have some notes here. You actually show us like how, how it all works together, right? Taking this pyramid, a kind of a structure, you know, how we go from the strategic vision how we support this with our reasons to believe how we show our pro- proof points and then we go deeper and deeper into developing stories and so on you choosing the, the right channels for marketing and so on so obviously we, we won't have time to to discuss everything on this podcast but there are also two other very important parts which is about actually about the campaigns themselves and about the analytics, the measurement of those campaigns. So what are some of the most important things that you wanted to talk about or maybe things that you see often people struggle with?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll never forget when we first started. We first started having all the different things like Twitter and Facebook and all those, you know, and Instagram and all these things. I mean, number one, people got overwhelmed, you know, and 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 people then also got got into believing that there was this oh boy this rifle shot thing. If they just did this, you know, there was this silver bullet that they were going to be able to go viral and and create this you know this whole groundswell of sales and success. It occurs to me that we'd be a lot better off if we started thinking about. I mean, to me, going viral on something is 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 like trying to win the lottery, you know, you using mm-hmm. that as I'm going to try and win the lottery. And, and, one, and yeah. some people do, and that's great, and, a, and a more power to them. But what we need to do is focus on the fact the best thing we can do when we're, we're faced with all these different techniques and all these different tactics that we can use is to say, okay, is to organize our campaign and understand that that none of these things do everything. And, and that's, that's a critical understanding. These things are made to be connected. So that, you know, it's from the very beginning, I'll never forget we had, um, we had when when there were websites, when people had first came out with websites, everybody said, Oh, wow, this is great. All we got to do is do this website. Well, not exactly, because we started saying it at the time to quote the famous movie line, if you build it, they will come. That works in the movies, but it doesn't work in marketing. You need to get people to your website. So you Mm -hmm. need campaigns and you need a campaign to find a way to get people to, to show up on your website. And whether it's email or whether it's search or whether it's online advertising or even, you know, direct mail and you know old old fashioned stuff like that. You need some way to get people there. And so that once you understand that from the very beginning, that's that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a, a lot of different ways that are, are help people help you connect with your audience. Then you them at the website, you know, you put lots of detail and even that Well, you have a site, but then, boy, there's downloads, there's video, there's all kinds of things there. And then there's how do I convert this person into a, a sale? And, right. and if you organize, once you understand that that's what I what I need to do to create a campaign, I need to have things that that, you know, you know, connect with people. I need right. to have some places that they are convinced and then conversion.
0: Yeah, the CCC model, right. So yeah, and you break it down in, in the book, how to uh, actually, what does it mean in in more detail, right? So the CCC right. model, yeah, I got it in my t- takeaways. That's definitely something that you, you should check it out if you want to check out. So this basically sums up how we should think about running campaigns to, to first to connect with our audience, then to convince them, show them the proof, why it works, reasons to believe and so on. And then convert them. Right. Uh, Okay. So as we are approaching the end of our episode, of course, I'm going to link to the book. The book is available on Amazon and I have a physical book, but you can also download the PDF, a Kindle version, right? But what's the best way to connect with you for people who who are either want to work with you or you just find out more. I know you that you are active on LinkedIn. Is that correct?
1: Yes, I'm very active on LinkedIn. What I, one of the things that I do on LinkedIn, I do like a, when I see something that I think will be interested or will be yeah, interesting to people who are in the marketing industry, I, I try and you know repurpose it, push it there. So it's kind of like I do some news aggregation there. So I, I'm very active on LinkedIn. And I also have the book, brandvisionbook.com. I also have a site, small site, where so it's another way to connect with me as well.
0: Oh, okay. So you're going to link to that as well. Okay, Jim, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you for having
1: me, Eric. It was great. And I always enjoy conversations with marketers and people that enjoy discussions about how to make strategy relevant to
0: marketing. It was awesome having you today. Thank you for your time. Thank you.